right. Welcome. Uh, welcome back to Poems and Whiskey. I'm Michael. Uh, if this is your first time catching the show, um, well, hi. Uh, it's a very uh, easy setup. We just, it's two creatives, usually writers, uh, just kind of bullshitting uh, for about mm, an hour and a half to two hours. So buckle up. Uh, today, <laughs> today I have Mandy. Uh, Mandy, tell everybody uh, who the fuck you are. Hi, uh, who the fuck I am? I am Mandy yeah, McHugh. <laughs> I am a thriller writer primarily, but I also dabble in poetry. Uh, my first yes. book came out last February, and it's called Chloe Cates is Missing. And, and it's fantastic. Thank I'll you just, very much. I've got to put that. It, it was. It was. <laughs> I had such a good time reading it. It was so good. That makes me feel so happy. I love to hear it. <laughs> like I'm not. You know that one is just very near and dear to my heart. That was actually like I, the fourth book I wrote, but like. I love hearing it. <laughs> but the first one to like get out there, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, my first, I actually, um, I signed my first book with a small press um, that was horror. And it, the press ended up folding um, before I got to publication. So that one is still uh. sitting on my shelf. But um, then I started querying for agents and that was a journey and a half and <laughs> yeah it was a long time in the making yeah and you have a new one coming up right i do it comes out in october it's called it takes monsters um and where my first one was more like momager and uh <laughs> you know social media star this one is like firmly in adult thriller um where a woman plans to murder her husband after he takes her company and basically destroys it and uh somebody beats her to it and tries to frame her for it <laughs> i like that mm -hmm. somebody beats her fucking to it it's very stabby it's my most my most stabby book <laughs> i'm not gonna make a freud joke it's too easy <laughs> it's the low-hanging fruit you know it really is but it's, it's right there you know right. <laughs> <laughs> were you the type of kid who uh wrote and read all the time yes yeah i used to have um those little marble notebooks with the pens where it had like six different color ink yes. and every yes. page would be a different color ink and i started with like fear street books and goosebumps books oh, and yes yeah and i just made up my own story based on those and i just went with it Oh, that's fantastic. That's yeah. really fucking cool. I haven't thought about Fear Street in forever. Oh my god, I actually found one at a used bookstore and I snatched it up immediately. Like m Most of my old books ended up like I gave them to my younger cousins and I yeah. regret that every day. <laughs> I give them back. Um, well, just, just go take them back by force. They'll understand, I'm sure. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, Fear Street was my shit. Uh, I was I was big into Goosebumps uh, yeah. and and the um, uh, Choose Your Own Adventure. Those book. I remember the first one I got was like the night um, was like the ter Terror Tower where you could choose mm -hmm. your own. That was the very first one I got. I remember because Goosebumps used to come out like one a month. Yeah. So I would like beg my dad to bring me to Walden's so I could get the newest Goosebumps book. And um, God, I love those things. I used to eat them up. My kids are reading them now, which is like, you yeah. know, my son is seven and he's he's like, this one's not even scary. I'm like, yeah, 
I met well, Arl I mean, Stein last year at Thriller Fest. It was like my dream come true. And I'm like, I know everyone comes up to you and says this, but you're the reason I'm writing. <laughs> what was he like? So friendly. It was really yeah, like, well, I mean, it was like I program. I mean, every once in a while you hear someone like, oh, he was just a dick. But, no, um, he was not a dick to me, so I appreciate that. I've met quite a few of my, you know, you don't, you don't meet your, your uh, idols or whatever, but I've met quite a yeah. few of mine, and they've rarely disappointed me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I want to hear the I want to hear about the rarely one for sure. <laughs> oh, where do we even start? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, you always wanted to be—is it something you wanted to do, or was it just something did. you did? No. Like you, you set out to to write on purpose, I, like it had intention. I did originally, yeah, and I wrote until. So this is a funny story. Um, I used to carry around like those legal pads and I would write short stories and bring them to school and share them with my friends. And at the time I was watching probably stuff I shouldn't have been like, my dad made me watch, made me, my dad watched (laughs) Shawshank with me when I was like 10. He was, he's a, he retired a few years ago, but he was a department of corrections worker for like his whole life. So he's like, Shawshank, you know, this is, this is good. It's still like to this day, different seasons by Stephen King is like my favorite of his works. It's just as close to perfect as you can get. And, um, so like I was watching those and like those lifetime movies that like examined child abuse. So I had watched this one where the girl was like eight, but she had been abused her whole life and decided to like hurt her little sister. So I took that inspiration and wrote my own story about like a little girl who set fire to buildings and stuff. And I brought it into school and shared it with my friends. And they're like, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Should we be concerned? So, um, you know, I was really self-conscious, so I stopped writing stories after that. And, like, I did it for, like, I always liked it, and I kept them to myself, but I stopped, like, I stopped writing and spending a lot of time on it after that because I was super embarrassed. Um, But... (laughs) I ended up being an English major anyway, uh, which is (laughs) also a funny story because I missed orientation uh, for my first day of undergrad. And I came a day late because whatever, I got the day wrong. And (laughs) I met this woman named Anne Ryan, who was like 6'2", like taller than I'm 5'10". She was at least 6'1", like big head of burly, frizzy brown hair. And she's like, listen, you're going to be an English major or a history major and history sucks. So you're going to be an English major. And I was like, well, I love you. Okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like my mentor all throughout undergrad. And she like ripped me apart. Like I cried after the first paper I got back from her because it was like two pages of just red lines. Like, what the fuck are you doing? But she changed, like she made me such a better writer and I loved her for it. So like thank god (laughs) especially when i'm getting to like my line edits for my books and they're like you're such a technically strong writer i'm like well (laughs) i saw a lot of red pen in my day 
<laughs> yep. Kind of have to rebuild yourself after that. When you only have three Ow. sentences and one paper left. I I think I would have I I think I would have taken a dive. It was. <laughs> I don't know if I could have said that. I still have it somewhere. It's in one of the boxes in storage. It was a close read of Robert Frost. Uh, neither out far nor in deep. And I mm-hmm. was coming like we have the Regents in New York. I don't think you guys have Regents tests there. So uh, no, no, we it, it, it's a standardized t- test is, sort of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah we have um, in in Texas. It's Star. Okay, I think is it Star? I don't. Know. I'm asking my, my friend who doesn't <laughs> live in Texas. Has no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. All right, no, go ahead. I think uh, it's Star testing. So we have these like Sorry, fluffy yeah. paragraphs where like you have this like generalized cliche opening sentence and then like your sandwich paragraphs and then your conclusion so i was coming off of that like i am the shit i know how to write this and then she's like absolutely not what is this garbage (laughs) tell them what you want to say keep out your cliches like rip me apart yeah but i still love that poem and a large part of it is because of that yeah You've been doing prose and storytelling for the most part. Yes. Um, what about poetry? Like, is, is poetry something that you um, were yeah. always drawn to? Or um, my friend Rachel actually sent me a poem she found I wrote in fourth grade about a frog jumping into a pond. It was like so every time it pops up every year in my feed. She sent it to me like last year or something like that. And I'm like, yep, good for her. It's very on brand. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've always written poetry. I've, I don't always share it, and um, it's personal. And sometimes I'll use it to like work out character details or oh. um, motivations, things like that. Just. Like, I read a lot of poetry in between writing my manuscripts. I like to draw inspiration from different voices. Um, And when I get a voice in my head, I'm like, what is going to make this character tick? I will delve right into some poetry. Like, uh, the last couple months, I have been reading a lot more, uh, like, erotic poetry and sexual poetry because I Mm -hmm. suck at writing sex scenes it's just like you know the cliche breasted boobily down the stairs like that's Uh, that's me just because i i've never gotten into the groove of being able to write that kind of stuff so i'm like all right i'm gonna read it and i'm gonna make myself be more comfortable with it (laughs) because i can talk about it for days but like writing it is completely like different level of vulnerable for me um yeah I can see that. I mean, I can relate. Yeah. So I have like a character in the book I'm working on now, and she's she's more on the like openly sexual flirtatious side. And I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. I need to dive into this. Yeah. Um, So that's been interesting. I have like this 1800s volume of erotic poetry by William Cole. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. If I hopefully don't knock everything off my shelf right now. It'll fit the show. A uh, little bit, little bit. There you go. Yeah. William Cole. All William right. Cole. But it comes like the opening page. It's fantastic. Has illustrations too, in case you were curious. Uh, I am now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh my god. And they're all. It starts with. Okay, so. There's a warning page. There's a warning page. There's a warning page. 
Warning and welcome. Yep. Grave moralist. Grave moralist. <laughs> With eyes a squint and puckered mouth, pack hence away. Your heart is hard as any flint. Avant. Love's feast is spread today, and you, coy maiden, come not nigh, lest wanton rhyme assail your ears. Wait till your chaste zone you untie, and hymen put to flight your fears. <laughs> But ho, all ye whose brisker veins glow with Dan Cupid's genial fire, post hitherwards, tis worth your pains, and hearken to our tuneful choir. But ho, indeed. But ho. But ho. (laughs) And then chapter one is of women, and it says, virgins Mm. and harlots, teasers and losers. Here the controversial sex is considered in its fascinating and maddening diversity. Compassionate, cold, (laughs) foolish, and profound. And then they quote Roka, so like it's, it's fantastic. I'm um, I'm gonna look for that particular. Yeah, I found this. I, um, I paneled at the Saratoga Book Fest yeah, last I October, um, and they have this like library sale that they do, and this was part of the like first edition rare. It's like fifteen dollars. I was like, yoink. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. My, my book of erotic poetry. So is it helping? Do you think it's helping? I think so. How's the study going? The study is going. <laughs> Please, give us details. We all, we all want to know. Yes. We're it's going splendidly. I haven't gotten too far into that character yet. I only have a couple of her <laughs> chapters, but like... So like there's... <laughs> It's going well. <laughs> it's going well. <laughs> Should I send you a care package of batteries and uh, Astrolube? Astrolube. Astrolube. <laughs> I honestly wouldn't know what to do with I mean, no, I wouldn't know, you know what to do with I should just say Astroglide and see if they will actually sponsor me. They seem like a pretty open company, you right? just tag them on this, you know? Oh, I should. They're super interactive on Twitter. <laughs> they are. They are. Yeah. Good for them. Good for oh. them. A little care package. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the... It's been a long time since I've written prose in a prolonged setting um, yeah. <laughs> i have a lot of outlines but not so many uh not so many completions of chapters right now in your current writing of of poetry yes. how, how do you find it different between writing the two like um so for me my poetry has always been imagery forward um mm. I like first I get an image in my head and i really want to like dive into it with detail whereas mm writing my novels it's like either one central idea or a character that comes to me first or like a problem so Hmm. chloe kate's was um i wrote it after i saw this like buzzfeed expose about um a daily life of uh I think it was lyrically at the time. It was like a TikTok star and a mom who managed Mm. her daughter and had quit her job and the husband had quit his job to manage the daughter that was making money to support the whole family. Which I have to say, that whole setup, fucking horrifying. It's terrifying. Horrifying. And I had, you know, my daughter was young and I was like staying up all night and I was watching Dance Moms and I was just like, how am I going to approach being a mother to a daughter when this is like more normal so and it was just like immediate it's the fastest book i've ever written it took me a month to write the rough draft um yeah whereas my poems i will work on for months (laughs) 
until I feel better. <laughs> or I will like finish them in ten minutes and they're done. I won't touch them again. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. Um. I can't remember the last time. So I have three poems coming out in Adora's Jar Mag in yes. fall, and I'm so excited about those. Um. I had a play. <laughs> I don't talk about this often. I had a play that was uh, I wrote during grad school that was chosen to be performed <laughs> um, by the theater department while I was there. Um, so they did two showings, and I will never do it again. <laughs> Why? I sat Why? in the audience because I was so crazy. So I okay, am a come very on. different person than I was in 2008. Okay. Oh, I feel that. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, we're talking. I I grew up in Troy. I did a lot of inner city stuff. I was very into Ed Hardy. Um, oh, oh, oh! <laughs> a lot of things. Um, That's so a picture. It was a pic. I still own all of it. She had a fashion portion to this show. Should have a passion portion. Oh my god! <laughs> your eyes would burn out of your head. You'd be like, get the fuck off get out of here immediately it, it's it's bedazzled there are so oh. many skulls <laughs> oh my god so that one was called i was called ssdd because i had really like i love stephen king so obviously i took yeah. that from Dreamcatcher. same shit different day it was the name of my play that they performed at actual college and i'm like <laughs> never again never again okay okay i <laughs> Tell me about this play. What happened? <laughs> it was a time of my life. <laughs> so let's just say um, I had a, a roommate that I had known since middle school and we were butting heads quite badly. And um, I had a boyfriend that she did not like that actually nobody liked. I didn't even like him that much. But I did because it was 2008, and the play revolved around the three of us. <laughs> it was very bad. And then at the end, I'm oh, like, you no. know what? He's just gonna get hit by a bus. Yeah, hit by a bus. <laughs> like I pulled the, you know, the deuce of I... Machina. <laughs> I. Uh... I, I, I know a couple people who deserve to be hit, by, hit bus. by a bus. I mean, I, I applaud. I, I, I applaud the, uh, the I Regina artistic Georgia. license. Yeah, you did. I Regina yeah, you did. Yeah, good for you, though. <laughs> Validating, you know. Never say that I'm not Tom Petty. <laughs> so they actually performed it. Like, they oh, did you go to it. both? Did you go to both showings? I did, and I sat in the audience and cringed the whole time. Like, I can't watch my words on stage because they don't make sense to me. But it did give me a very strong appreciation of writing dialogue, and uh -huh. which is one of the more tricky things to write um, in my books. Because I hear it in my head, but like, right. not everybody can be sarcastic. <laughs> not right. everybody can right. be a raging bitch. So like... I was reading my line edits with my friend Jamie the other day, and she's like, ma'am, both of these voices are you. <laughs> You're just having a conversation with yourself here. I'm like, I love you so much, and this is why it's important to have best friends who are always honest with you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there is a lot of value in that friend who will read your shit and actually... Uh, oh, my God. 
to give you a real opinion. Yes. You know, like I've got beta readers that are like, you know, the technical side or like plot hole side. And then I've got the, the slim special elite who will just read it and be like, are you sure this is what you want to do? This is the direction you want to go in? Yes. Are you sure? Maybe. This is a little maybe. too much even for you. I love you, pumpkin, but no. <laughs> Very important. Nobody reads my poetry, though. Well, you have to share it in I order. Do. Oh, like, oh, wait. You mean your um, your editors? Your editors in yes. arms? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, well, I why just not? Recently, started to like eke them out a little bit because um, it feels more personal, mm. and um, not like putting a whole ass novel out into the world isn't personal. It's a, um, it's a different kind. It's a different yeah. kind. I mean, in 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 stories, it's much easier to tell the truth and a lie <laughs> and i feel you know? like with poetry it's just automatically assumed that the speaker and the poem is. is you yes and that's yes. not always the case with mine so like some of my speakers they don't reflect my own voice but like yeah. if i send it to a friend they're like sweetie are you okay uh, is that people like people struggle with the fictive in poetry they do no one no one says this of you know technical writers no. or <laughs> or or even <laughs> Or even just regular novelists, you no. know, no one's saying, and no one's saying Anne Rule is out there, you know, performing her own fucking vivisections on people, right? Yeah. So, but in poetry, you know. Yeah, you yes, are. Yes, your, I'm quite literally vomiting ribbon. Yes, yes. this is it. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously. There it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All over the desk. At the All over the desk. I know. Oh, my God. So what are you reading okay. right now? Oh, uh, you're asking me questions? Oh my god. Put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. I was just telling uh, my friend Katrina that um, really nobody ever asks me anything, which is fine, but also I'm very pleasantly surprised. Yay. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Let me get my giant bag of shit. <laughs> no, for real. A giant real. bag of shit. I, I'm going to stand up and show you this monstrosity. I love that giant yeah. bag of shit. Mm-hmm. It's great. My uh, and it collapses for travel oh, that's too. Fantastic. Is it a thirty-one? Okay. Is it like uh, one of those thirty-one totes? I have no okay. idea. My mom just showed up with this ugly piece of shit, and I was like, and it did this little uh, that little cracky thing at the side, like a wrist bracelet from the fucking nineties, right? Yes. On the Stafford, edges where it I makes it stand somewhere. up. Yep. Yeah, I do too. Uh, and <laughs> I'm like, that thing is awful and it's mine. So love it. Uh, I just I'm not got even this. joking with you though, that what? I'm almost a hundred percent positive. I have the wall hanging behind you. I would, this one. Yes. This one. I, I got that for free. Some random person, uh, we were viewing their house and they were, they were moving out and they were like, Hey, do you want this? That's the best kind of story. We had sure. a, uh, when I lived in Albany, it used to hang in the wall there and we lost it somewhere. We packed it up. It's in one of the boxes, but like, it's very weird because I'm like, that's mine. <laughs> Get my decor from 2008. 
It's all coming back. Run, run Full from circle. 2008. We don't want Full any of it back. It's all coming back. Oh, the early knots can stay right where they oh, belong. They fucking right? can, right? Fuck. Spaghetti straps right. and crop tops. I am not. Nope. The jeans that start below the hip line. I, give me a I, okay. Come on. But I was a big proponent of whale tails back in the day, and I unironically had apple bottom oh. jeans with boots with the fur. I have come a long way. God bless your growth. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. All right. So, <clears throat> inside the bag of doom, I just got. I just got this. Uh, let me see. Here we yes, go. This, uh, is it Haas or Hass? I think it's, mm. I say Haas, but I think it's Hass. All right. Either way, Hass. praise. Just yes. got it. Nice. Um, one of the one of the people that we follow uh, on Twitter had shared the very first like opening of it. Yes. And I was like, "Fuck me!" Right. <clears throat> and I and I'm I'm. I'm not going to read it because I am not a public speaker, but I will uh, put it up into the notes where everybody else can find it. And I'll share it with you if you haven't seen it. But um, <laughs> I know I'm not going to read it because I'll fuck it up. I'll put it I'll in my just... next solo show. No, I'm so bad at reading in front of people. Okay. You're doing me. a great job. Well, fuck. see, but this is when I'm <laughs> when I'm off the cuff bullshitting. I'm fine when I have to perform like I'm gonna well, be graded. This is just uh, an angel and a demon true. having a fucking glass of whiskey. All right, that's a true story. Very true story. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Your non-regional dialect. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um... <laughs> We asked the captain what course of action he proposed to take toward a beast so large, terrifying, and unpredictable. He hesitated to answer, and then said, judiciously, I think I shall praise it. Bravo. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Snaps all around. <laughs> so, I got that. Uh, I am still making my way through Ann Carson, Decreation. Oh, Decreation. yeah. I read it bit by bit because of the essays. Yeah. Oh, so much shit. Okay. <laughs> I also got like seriously. Uh, then I got John Compton's newest, uh, how we that. how we liberated the secrets we modified. Yeah, that cover's great. It is. It is. I love John. Yeah, I love John. And let's see, Hocus Pocus. Nice. Uh, I've read surprisingly little Vonnegut too. I said the other day, I've really? read, read so little E. Cummings. Like, look at like, me about to rectify this situation. I know. <laughs> I, it's, it's amazing to me. Like four years of undergrad, two years of grad school, all of my high school, and it was never mandatory read. So I got some, like I've never what read it. What do you have? Oh, good question. Where did it go? I know I've got Slaughterhouse-Five. I know I've got Cat's Cradle. I just don't know where they are. Okay. I need to. I need to organize my shelves. I've given up on the organization of anything in my life ever yeah. again. But uh, brilliant, brilliant. I feel good about it. You know, making yeah. choices that reflect self care. And but like, do but, I um, need fourteen copies of Leaves of Grass? I don't. You might. You might. Really you know. Don't. You do can I start giving them out. Four copies start- of Sound and the Fury. One copy is too much. <laughs> just, start, just start handing them out to people randomly. I know. <laughs> Here you go. I literally have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have 11 copies of the Playbill of Proof. Why? 
Why, you might ask. I don't know. Hmm. You should start with Slaughterhouse Five. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a bunch of others, of course, but I start with Slaughterhouse Five. It, I fucking love Vonnegut. He's one of uh, my, like Joseph Fasano just posted yeah. that letter. Oh my god, yes, that was so amazing. I Every time I see that, I'm like, I need to read more of it. I just yes. Uh, I also listened to. Um, there was like an advice. It was an audio book, like advice for students or something like that. Yeah. And by by the time I'm just sobbing, sobbing with the things that he had to say for people, it just that's awesome. If I if I could be anybody, uh, I'd like to at least meet. Kurt Vonnegut, you know, yeah. the, the questions that people ask, you know, who would you have if uh, living or dead, blah, <laughs> At the blah, dinner blah. party, yep. Yeah, yeah. Kurt Vonnegut, Robert Williams. Oh my God, Robin Williams. Give Ugh. me a humanist, you know. I didn't watch... So I cannot believe I'm forgetting this right oh, now. I've got I've got Google at my fingertips. <laughs> Robin. <laughs> if I can it spell. Is... Robin Williams and... Goodwill hunting. Goodwill hunting. Goodwill hunting. Goodwill hunting. Jesus Christ. I love that movie so much. And yeah. now you're like, you're a big fat liar. You can't even think of the title. But <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I'm the same. Uh, if you, if I'm coming up with something organically and listing something for somebody to be into, yeah, I can roll it off at the top of my head. If you ask me a question, yeah, gone. <laughs> gone i don't know <laughs> i'll tell you o'clock in the morning when i finally remember the relevant answer so i went to a supernatural convention i was trying to tell jensen ackles that i my top three songs and i right. started by i was trying to talk about um all our own and it kept coming yeah. out on my own and i couldn't get out of the lay Miz loop and i'm like well you know what i mean and just gave it the fuck up because i'm like no i've tried six times it is not coming out just that song about my own that's the one <laughs> Well done. Yeah, I'm, I'm brilliant. Well done. Mm-hmm. Slick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Words I will never be normal that again. Um, the outsiders should never know what no. we're referencing ever no ever ever and if you do it. know if you do know what we are referencing <laughs> no you don't you don't and you can and um, we never remember to delete it. your search history we never kids. talked about it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I can see the ring light in my glasses. I never wear my glasses for these things, but I went for my run late tonight and my allergies are so bad that my my eyes are just bright red. Like, it's terrible. (laughs) If I take it off, it's scary. It's like Evil Dead. (laughs) Oh, there's a new Evil Dead movie coming out. I've heard so many good things about it. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm excited. I I purposely keep myself out of the loop for like 90% of... I'm still very um, active in the horror community on Twitter. Like I've done um, a charity anthology with some amazing writers. It was flirt by Josh Mallerman, like one of my crowning achievements. Like the people there were the very first people in the writing horror community that I met, and they are amazing. Like I've never met a more supportive, inclusive, amazing group of people. Like I just love them. That's fantastic. Yeah. 
Highly recommend it. Something you, like that's not really actually something you hear a whole lot about. It's not. <laughs> but like when I when I do all of these interviews and they're like, who did you like? How did you have the support? Like when I first started writing books and querying, I didn't know anybody in the industry. I cold queried yeah. through Twitter pitch contests, and oh. I got like a book of agencies, and I went down the list and I sent out my letters, and then I met these people in the horror community that were just so supportive and they were pushing indie and doing it themselves and it's just such a tight knit it's a great place like twitter is a hellscape 98 percent of the time yeah if you get the right corners it's it's so good i am see i'm finding that too i i kind of being um on um poetry twitter is Mm -hmm. a relatively new phenomenon for me I wasn't quite sure what I was even going to fucking do with my Twitter. Yeah. It just kind of languished forever. And um, yeah, getting into poetry Twitter has been really fucking cool. It's like, so great. <laughs> like, it sure. really feels an awful lot like uh, just everybody sharing everything they love all the time. All the time. And <laughs> there's, it's, there's so many recommendations. I you, find I a just new take- favorite poem every day. I'm mm-hmm. like, people are going to start thinking that, like, it's my only word I know. <laughs> because I'm like, this, I love this. This is my favorite. Oh, my God, this is brilliant. But, like, Joseph, the the thread that Joseph yeah. Pisano does is so good. I love it. I fucking I, love it. I, it's, like, the best part of my morning. Yes. And then yes. I go I back don't through, always... like, a stalker and look at everybody else's poems. And like, yes. <laughs> I do, too. I do. So, even if I don't, even if I don't have something that day, I'm at least looking in right mm-hmm. and and i i go through right? like it's, when when you see that big chunk of that's where i've been i yes. just reblogged every <laughs> reblogged uh retweeted everything i'm not i'm not on tumblr i don't know what you're talking about um, I just, <laughs> tumblr <laughs> And now's a good time to plug erotic poetry yes it is <laughs> <laughs> I love poetry. I love it so much. <laughs> Me too. Like it's, it gives you gems like this. Seriously, though, it's brought a lot of yes, mm, a lot more into my life than I expected. Um, uh, yeah, and you just had a poem published. Uh, yeah, I did. Mm, this congratulations. Is, be, uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's something i oh so uh it's just it's gonna come out but i'll 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 talk about it yeah um and this is about a month month ago on um anyone who's who's paying attention at home if they haven't turned us off um (laughs) i don't know (laughs) like what are these assholes talking about anyway so about about a month ago (laughs) uh i um my (laughs) i was published um for uh, technically the, the the second time but um for the first time in 10 years ish in um anomalies issue number 36 yes and um i was stunned i was so stunned by it i didn't know how to feel i still don't know how to feel about it um yeah i just uh, kind of shut down for about a week and stress watched house <laughs> I'm paneling at Thriller Fest this year, and then one of yeah. the guys in the panel with me was a writer for House and Pretty Little Liars. And I'm going to be up like, Danny DeVito, I love your work. 
<laughs> I'm gonna be fangirling in a different way. Uh, Charlene here is going. She wrote True Blood. Yeah, and I'm gonna be right. like, here, here are my sucky books. Sucky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, but binge watching the. Early you guys can't see it. You guys can't see it, but I'm having a PTSD reaction to remembering of the show True Blood. Yeah. Um, that was a, that was an yeah. experience that you had to be there for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a train wreck, especially was, the last seasons. It, I it, it, it went it. somewhere. I gave up when it she became somewhere. like a fairy. I gave up. I couldn't do it anymore. I'm like, I can spend a lot of disbelief here. But I, I think <laughs> I think I officially noped out when they killed off Tara. Oh yeah. It's like you know what? Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't oh, yeah, watched for it. Oh yeah, sorry, but I'm not because it was it yeah. was a it was shit anyway. It was. <laughs> yeah. But that opening song was great. Oh yes, that opening song was great. I love that one. And that show actually introduced me to Nako Case. A little a little late, yeah. I know. But um they played um I wish I was the moon. Yeah. And oh, so that song is gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. Um sent me on a nice little like alternative country like yeah. timeline there as far as like music was concerned. Yep. So that was a good time. I'm going to try to reel it into writing just a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you were talking earlier about how uh, the drive to write the two different um, two different types happened. Yes. So, like, what would you say inspiration is then? And it, you could, however way you want to think of it, whether it's poetry or whether it's prose or however it comes to you. Jesus Christ. Um, it's it could be a line that sticks out to me. That's like it's a feeling mm. that comes from uh, a trigger, something like an image or a line or a question. And then that becomes like an itch. Like you can't ignore it and it sticks to your bones and you just have to dive into it hmm that's that is an interesting way to put it so when I get an idea that really sticks it's like I can't ignore it I have to work it out it's like an it is like an itch under my skin right yeah hmm does this go for like both both ways of writing poetry or uh, for for yeah, the novel poetry novel short stories um, I wrote a short story about a girl who hears this buzzing and she can't figure out where it's coming from, but it's in her head and it slowly starts driving her crazy. And she eventually, I mean, spoiler alerts, she eventually tries to get it out and ends up right. in the hospital and like a giant bug crawls out of her ear. Now, oh, how very scary tales that tell in the dark of you. You're welcome. Ooh. So I have this thing with the nature and I frequently ask myself, like, am I the only one that gets freaked out when bugs buzz near my ear? 
I can't, I cannot handle it. Like I will scream my kids, like a beetle will land on me and I will push my children in front of them. Like, just you go take it. I'm running. (laughs) Nope. I am noping out of there. You're just sacrificing your children to the insects. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing (laughs) it. But like, I was at a garage sale and a bug flew into my ear and I freaked out and I could not get rid of that feeling. <sighs> and it wasn't just like the the phobia of it. It was like the like this is a fear and it's manifesting. I have to write about it. I just could right. not shake it. And that's how that short story came into fruition. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool the way that trend that that um trickled and, down and filtered. That's interesting. Um for I I have um, book three is in the works and mm. um, it's actually with my editor right now. I should hear back about that any day. So fingers crossed. Mm. Um, so that one, I saw this story about um, a girl who left the bar with her friend and was not seen again. And it seems so mundane, but then it just stuck with me. And I kept thinking about all the nights that I would leave these college bars alone, drunk, and like nobody knowing where I was. And like, it's so, it's something that we all do or that, you know, all I'm generalizing here, but like, it's a very common thing to do. But like when you're older, uh, it's not going to garner a lot of attention. Um, So I just stuck on this idea. So the one that I'm, that is in the works right now is like two friends agree to meet at a bar. One of them does not show up and the other one gets drunk and meets somebody and goes missing. And she's, you know, mid twenties, early thirties. And the police are like, she is an adult. She could have left on her own. She has no history of mental illness. There's nothing to suggest foul play. We're not right. We're not right. getting involved. But she, the friend is convinced that something has, bad has happened to her and decides to try to find her. Damn. But I couldn't shake that I, that idea. This like this situation where the girl was leaving this bar, and it just it was like a match right yeah that's cool that 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 particular um that instantaneous sort of you know mana from heaven sort of reaction yeah um i i'm i'm really intrigued by that uh particular push so like like i can come up with a good idea here and there and i could say it's inspired but that like lightning sort of you know phosphorus thing yeah how'd you describe the difference between that that form of inspiration and motivation because it feels it not it's not passive but um, motivation to me is just slogging through when you don't want to mm. like you can get into writing ruts and not have you can love your idea you can love your story you can know that you need to get it done you can you need to put the words down but like actually putting the pen to paper is hard and you have to you gotta get up and do it and sometimes it's hard yeah yeah so 
the book that comes out in October, um, eyes play a very important part in it. Like the book was based originally was inspired by King Lear. Um, and I just, I love, I love that play. I'm not, you know, I took a lot of Shakespeare, but like that play has stuck with me for years. So I ran out of ways to say eyes and eyeballs. And I just felt like I was just writing. So my friends now will joke like we were all weekend. I'm like, just lock your gelatinous orbs on me. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. My no. Gelatinous no. orbs. Gelatinous um, orbs. And uh-huh. I just kept getting stuck. So I would switch completely opposite spectrum and I would write about you know I was reading erotic poetry too because I was working out stuff um <laughs> um random <laughs> one night stands or were you present um, like I would just pick the most opposite thing of what I was working on in the moment and just go with it and I think one of those poems is actually going to be in a door's jar um so I'm very excited about the three, and I actually I sent out I sent out like five today, yesterday too. Yeah, I sent I sent nice. out uh, three today. Yeah, like I mm, I have not checked yeah. submittable so much in like since I was writing short stories. Like <laughs> it's so exciting. <laughs> I love it. That's yes. a nice little site. It's a minimal. I'm completely brand new yes. to the actual, like, this side of writing. Uh, yeah. the, the writing things down. Well, I got that part. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. the rest of it that requires more action, that's new and confusing. And treacherous and, and long. Um, and there's no consistency. There's no transparency. There's not, no one has had the exact same. Publishing like, is a crazy. It is so crazy. It's um, weird. It is so crazy. Clearly, I'm gonna like keep doing it because yeah. I am <laughs> for some reason. But like, <laughs> that, you know what? That's that's something that I've noticed. No one I've talked to yet has said that they could like give or take writing. Every single person I have spoken to, yeah, this has been a compulsion. It has to be done in some way, in some form or another. The the Agreed. creating yeah. has to happen, and that's really interesting. Not, not people, that's not common. It's not a common thing for people to feel that drive yeah. to do something like it's not um, in that way. It's hard to explain like where it came from because I went years without like seriously it, writing anything. Um, and then I was very, like, I've never been a great sleeper, but like when I was, <laughs> when I had newborns <laughs> and I was up yeah, all night, same. like I needed something to focus my mental health on, like not even, not even for my sanity, but just like to make <laughs> me feel human. And I'm like... Right, right. I can't read. I'm too tired to to read. But like, I have all of these feelings and all of these ideas. So I started writing for the Odyssey online, and I was struggling oh. with being a new mom. Um, there were I found mothers in this area to be very clicky and judgmental, and mm-hmm. I was you know all of my Brutal. friends are long distance, um, and the ones that were close by were at like different stages in their lives. I so I felt very isolated. Um, 
So I used right. the Odyssey right. as a way to start writing articles about that and like sources for other new mothers. Like here are the things that are open at eight o'clock in the morning when your kids won't sleep. Here is a farm that you can go to. Um, right. And that helped me a lot. That's awesome. And it also like I was getting this like bug, this itch again to start writing. And then I was like, I'm going to try writing a short story. I haven't written fiction in a long time. And I started writing one that eventually got published in by Zimble House. It was like my first free anthology. And it was about like a it was like a prompt that came with it, which I appreciated because I was just too fucking dead to think of um, yeah. an idea on my own. It was like, uh, you're dead and you wake up in this place and what happens? Um, and I love that. So I wrote the whole story in like two days and it got accepted. Mm-hmm. And then I just kept writing and I wrote two more short stories and I'm like, I've I'm like, I'll never write a book. I it just, I've never written anything longer than 15 pages. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to write a book. And I wrote right, this right, right. one. Um, it was called like Monsters from the Deep. And it was horror. Um, and it was like a lot about how I was feeling like all of my friends existed inside of a phone. And um, like how... Yeah. I haven't seen these people in years. I consider them my close friends, but every communication we have is text-based and how we don't really know who's on the other end of that phone. So it just like manifested and I wrote the whole, the whole book and then went from there. I have, um, I've always done, like Hmm. I used to teach too. I I taught English um, in high school and college for, I know. I loved oh, it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I walked around. I, uh, my district had some issues and I was cut before my tenure year. Um, so I ended up following like my department chair to a different district. Oh, and then I ended up in college. But right. for New York, you need to have a PhD to teach tenure track. And I did not have the mental fortitude to go back for my PhD. Mm. And then I got pregnant. So, uh, you know, I still might go yeah. back as like an assistant professor sometime. I loved college. Um, but I used to do five word memoirs with my classes. Like every day, that's how we start. Like it's something positive to talk about. It can be funny. So I kept that habit for myself. So I have like a whole notebook of five word memoirs and right. like tiny, like short form poems that I used to do. Do you uh, have one for today? What have? I forgot my notebook upstairs. I know it's in my writing neck upstairs. <gasps> Barely, barely escaped. <laughs> this I assignment. failed the assignment. Barely. Oh no! <laughs> you didn't fail. It's not a pass fail. I, I am not. I am. I am. I am not that kind of. Not that kind of instructor. No. Um, <laughs> you have time. You okay. have time. You have time to to, to make it up. Just yeah. Just email it to me. You know, that's the one I was reading this morning. I can't even think. I couldn't think of Goodwill Hunting. I'm not going to think of the five words I thought of this morning. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything that you're working on? What's your writing process Mm. like? Yeah. I do. Oh, shit. My writing process. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, A mess. No, yeah. uh, no, it's chaotic. Every once I have in a like four hundred open tabs on my <laughs> notes that are like two lines. I'm like, I'll come back to this later. Uh, if 
if I did not have to like re- today, the stupid thing was like, hey, you know, update your shit. So if that hadn't been updated, all of my fucking tabs would be open right now. Um, I don't even have my laptop in history down here remember. Now. I am struggle busing. That never happens. Wow, you, you, man, you really decided to go into this with like. <laughs> <laughs> totally by the city of your all, pants. You're, all weekend, you're, you're my friends last weekend in New well Jersey done. were like, God made corn. Corn made whiskey. Oh, yeah. Oh, all I can think of that stupid fucking that corn oh my airplane. The only thing I could think of was that terrible meme that country boys make do. And <laughs> I'm so glad you remembered the corn airplane. I was like, what the fuck is this? Why is airplane art so weird? There is literally in the Albany airport is a giant button down coming out of the ceiling like it's going to eat me. Like, what the fuck? And then I get to Atlanta and it's like, here, have a corn airplane. The airport is not. I mean, I understand that it is a giant, you know, liminal space, but I don't think that's an appropriate no, area. I don't or want any of art. the melting clocks. I don't want corn flying. I don't want vegetables coming at me. Like, just keep it away. My, 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 but my writing process is uh, a mess. It's a lot of notes. It's a lot of notes on themes that uh, I have to come back to later. Build up so hard. (laughs) And very slowly. Um, There was a, uh, like, it took me two months to write this one poem that I'm not sure that I'm done with the theme that was so intriguing to me, but it took me like two months. Um, you remember uh, uh, Alma had posted that one about um, poetry being a hot toddy and I a reckoning. Not. A hot it, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, I fucking wrote it down. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I'll get it. I was, but the whole idea of like poetry being a reckoning kind of broke yeah. my brain. Okay, here it is. And this is like, I write that. in little black notebooks by hand. Because I'm. That's okay. Basic. We can be bougie. Um, <laughs> so uh, it was originally posted um, February 18th. And they posted Poetry is a hot toddy, a weighted blanket, the reckoning I longed for. And the whole idea of poetry being yeah. a type of reckoning just oh, stuck with me, stuck with me. So I went through Langston Hughes, where he was talking about, um, check my notes. Uh, what is it? Weighted, numbered, weighted. Come on. I'm not going to say it in a language that I don't actually speak. Because it's it's sad, and I should not do that. It's very insulting. Uh, <laughs> I have that trouble, too. Like, I'm reading this uh, right now, which is amazing. Loose Woman. Yes. Yeah. It is so Yes, I, yes I saw you posted that. But it's uh, partly in Spanish, and, like, I, I'm okay in Spanish, but I... <clears throat> I won't do it. Right. I I'm gonna like I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, I use the like the Google like translate visual stuff because Yeah. I I have an understanding. Yeah. Everything else not so much. Um but the Langston Hughes yeah. uh numbered, numbered, weighed, divided. That Love just it. fit right into the theme. And I kind yeah. of like unraveled from there. Uh with the idea of that writing a poem or experiencing a poem or having to write one would be a reckoning of sorts that you yeah have to do like it's like a, that it's a compulsion um and yeah so that took me about two months to come up with 
one, and that was just notes and themes that would drag all of that across the idea. Every once in a while, every once in a while, I'll get something that's like out of the blue. I got one. Um, I, I can't announce it yet, but I'll just edit this part out. I got one that was accepted, but that was one that came to me like I was floored. It was biz- it was one of those that had just popped into my head and wouldn't yes. leave me alone. I was in the middle of making dinner and the first line popped in and the rest started based almost like scrolling through my head. And I'm like, slow the fuck down. I don't even have a pen. Like yeah. <laughs> macaroni and cheese for some reason, you know, and there, then I'm making, you know, <laughs> this weird sort of like, like speculative- snippets or <laughs> phrases or lines that like they hit so hard and then I just have to, they stick yes. and then I have to write my own thing. Like when I think of writing yeah. inspiration, yeah. yes, I think of I can show you fear and a handful of dust like from the wasteland like Stephen King's gunslinger has been the whole series has been so pivotal to my writing process like very formative for me but that one line like I can show you fear and a handful of dust and I'm like fuck me I will never write anything so good as that like (laughs) then I have to go write or um, what's the other one that uh, the meditations and emergency hand on my heart, hand on my uh, stupid heart, hand on my stupid Every heart. Every time I hear that, stupid I'm like, heart. fuck, it's so good. It pisses me off. Like, mm-hmm. so good, it pisses me off. So good, it pisses me off. I used to tell my students, like, your first line needs to punch me in the face. Like, that is what you want to strive for. So. I yeah. always look for those lines that just kick me right in the fucking gut. And that is one of them. Every time I see it. It's so good. Is that something that you do for, for yourself? Did, I can try. you make that good advice? Can um, you transmute I really it into try, your own? Especially with my novels. Like if the first line, first line for my books, if it does not yeah. grip, I don't want it. If I can find a line if I can find a way into the story, I can have all the idea, yeah. all of the plot, all of whatever mapped out in my head or on paper. But yeah. if I can't get that first line into the opening loses, of the story, you know, it loses me. I gotta be invested coming. like right off the bat. There has to be something that grips mm-hmm. me. And if it doesn't, I don't want it. I, um, I've actually cut down a lot of my genre reading. Um, last year I read, I forget what my Goodreads total was. It was something like 187 books, mostly thriller. I read across all of it though. So I've, I had some poetry in there, but like the yeah. predominantly was reading thriller and I'm like, I just can't, I'm spreading myself way too thin, putting these reviews in. So I've just like I will read a blurb, right, right, or the first paragraph, and if I don't want it, I'm like, no, thank you, I can't take this right now. Like I want to put more time in my own writing process. (laughs) Yeah, so important. And then you get something like, like I love Andre Cohen, like so few words, and you just it hits so hard. Like that is what I want from my poetry. That right there. (laughs) I. I'm, I'm going to admit to something here, right here, right now, in the in the honesty, honesty hour of the truth. The truth comes out when the spirits with, go with in. We are in deep old Irish crawl. <laughs> yes, <laughs> truth. So, uh, I'm actually I actually have a really hard time relating to um, some of the stuff that's I would say more. 
popular. <laughs> Even like in in the same vein of like popularity slash creativity frame of like Mary Oliver you know I not necessarily style but you you get with like the vibe and yeah I have a it's it's, I just it's not my experience so I find myself being like okay sure bye I mean maybe for you do you know what I didn't realize and this I find very interesting I didn't realize until I joined or started like exploring more poetry twitter the stigma that comes from like the big box poets is how i think of them in my head so i oh yes yes fascinating because like yes it is a good gateway for like my students but like i picked up this book pillow thoughts yes the first one i have mixed feelings about Mm. these books there are some there are I don't like it. There are some <laughs> moments of very like hard hitting insight. But by and large, I understand the debate around it. And I don't usually find yes. myself so hard on sides. Like I have a I have milk and honey. I've read Rupi Car, like Right. I mean and okay, so like it's not to write something so small. And to have such a big impact is very difficult. So maybe I'm 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 really trying to yeah. be like walking the middle line here, and I'm trying very very hard. <laughs> but I mean, there's I have mm, there's something not much to be said with about diplomatic universal mm. emotions being explored through poetry. I love that. However, I find that there is a difference between universal emotion and generalization. And a lot of these, like, Instagram Mm -hmm. centric poets, they focus more on the generalizations of things that, like, are cliched, but, like, tailored just enough where they don't seem cliched to the person writing them. So they think it's profound. Right. And I just. Yeah, it's like my entire for you page on Instagram. It seems like it's like that stuff now, and I'm like, this is yeah. things that make you go crazy. Uh, like, yeah, difficult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I I enjoy yes. being on Instagram, and I enjoy the connection of it, and because I've made some really good friends, but on a more practical level for mm, not to say that I'm, I'm exploiting it but in a way that actually might move me forward with things that I want to do for myself in life I have found Great. Twitter to be a better source of mm, no I completely of stuff. I have a hard time with Instagram because <laughs> it is all of that yeah. it is just like three lines of like love is yeah. a falling leaf it is all of that. And like, I love that for yeah. gaining new people to poetry. Like my students ate that stuff up. They loved it. Like for the first time, it was like, I understand these emotions. I understand the feelings. I want to write anything that will inspire a younger generation into it, to get to know it more. I'm all for that support. So, all right. Then 
what do you think i mean this is for the uh phenomenon yeah. in general not like a particular no uh, not particularly Rupi Carr or, or Courtney or, or any of them. Um, what? Because no. that, 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 that stuff doesn't occur in a vacuum, right? So how did we get from the point that we're, we're referencing to the point that we're deriding? Like, how come this is what happened? You know, we're looking at this type of, of form that's, yeah, it's bringing people in, but how did we get so divorced from mm, deeper poetry mm. maybe deeper is not the I best mean, word there, but I think you there know are a lot of it. reasons I think um, it, a lot of it could be the way that it is taught in schools I mean your first exposure mm. to poetry is usually in your English classes at schools and then if you're still reading shit from right, right. You know, 1840 that you don't relate to that it's written in iambic pentameter when you are used to 180 characters um, and you know yeah. text lingo it's, it's going to have a dissonance that does not translate well and then you have somebody coming in who is speaking your language who right. is younger who has an illustration um, that has exposure in like a, a big box store, like, of course they're going to gravitate toward that. And I think that there's, it's the audience. Like there is still a solid poetry following. I mean, the, the Twitter thread that we do with Joseph Fasano wouldn't exist if there wasn't, but like, right. you see, right that and then you see what's available at target and you're not going to be able to find ellen base at a target you're not going to find maggie smith at target i looked yesterday by the way right um but her <laughs> memoir the uh we can make you can make this place beautiful has been right. on my barnes and noble shelf for about a month yeah. now i thought it was already out like i didn't realize that it had just come out it's just it's fascinating to see how much shelf space is given to that stuff in big box stores. Okay. So this, and the way that we're talking about it, it, it reminded me of a much, uh, well, a kinder conversation about mm-hmm. beat poetry. How it seems like this new concept, and I'm not saying like, you know, they're good or bad or, or, or anything. I'm just talking about a new way of perceiving poetry for for like yeah the reg- your average regular reader. people you know like yeah right your average reader um i don't know like how do you think it's going to change things like do you are we is it going to phase out or are we going to start looking back at them with you know like begrudging admiration oh. like we do with bukowski and kerouac yeah. you know yeah. like because it, it, it's it's fundamentally, you know, what they're doing. They're going out and they're performing and doing these big things that that lots of other people are saying. Yeah. Hey, this isn't poetry. God, I hope not. Um. <laughs> God, I hope not. Fair. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I'm just. I think there's always yeah. going to be ebbs and ebbs and flows, but like. Sometimes the pendulum swings too far. Let's. I hope that doesn't mm-hmm. happen. <laughs> oh, that's scary. 
Like, you just Instagram's a weird place to find like people. You know, if you have found this this particular show because of my hi. Instagram page, hi, welcome. Well, I'm even, so glad you're I'll here. Take it, I'll However, take social um, media out of it. So I review Turnout Galley. I I love it. I think it's a right. great site, especially. Oh. I think anybody can sign up. I've been doing it for like three or four years now, and you can search by category. I search by poetry. Um, I like to review and uh, right. for people that don't know and that galley is like you can get early copies of books um, you can put in requests to read them and the publishers can uh, accept your request you get like an e-arc sometimes a physical arc um, and then you have a certain time frame to submit a review of that book um, so I love it um, so I was looking at <laughs> um, yeah. I'm I, yeah I love it oh, I've yeah. reviewed like early copies of pretty much everybody in the horror genre. I had the Carolyn Captain's book last year before it came out. Like it's it's really good. Um that's fucking cool. I used to be a bookseller. I used to work for nice. um uh borders once yeah. upon a time. And, oh, and uh, Books a Million. I don't know if you know Books a Million, but it's a <laughs> that was interesting um but yeah <laughs> i used to do the thing and i would get like proof copies uh, proof proof copies and yeah. uh shit like that well i mean that too honestly but like i got um <laughs> i reviewed uh misha collins audiobook before that came out and that was wonderful it really is. It really. I've I've mentioned it once, once in my show, <laughs> but it is literally um, always on the top of uh, of my pile. Twins. This one, I had him sign. Yeah. Fire and water, part two. That's one of the. I'm the only runner on these hills yeah. because I'm fucking psycho and I run on the busy roads in the hills. Oh. But um. I am really uh, jealous of your track. Well, I, two weeks, mm, two weeks. I anyway. run my first half marathon <laughs> in Cincinnati with my other my other yardbirds that my friends that I've met through this fandom community. Which fuck me, like I can't even believe that as a sentence I'm saying as an adult. Like my best friends I met <laughs> no, on Twitter I because concur. of a shared interest of a show I haven't even finished yet. Like I know. Whoa, 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 wait. Kind of. On purpose? Or (laughs) when I went to the New Orleans Con last year and I was chosen to ask a question, I was like, well, I haven't finished the show. And and they're like, why are you admitting that you're going to get jumped in the parking lot? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) We're not wrong. Um, But like, I was at (laughs) season seven and I was on TikTok. And I saw the confession scene, and I ugly, I did not have no. any idea what was coming. Like I had, like I just started. I found Radio Company first. This is another story. So Radio Company was suggested to me on Spotify, and I listened to it. And I was like, oh, I fucking love this. Um, so I started looking into it. And I was like, oh, it's that fucking guy that's always on my screensaver on, on Netflix show. One <laughs> in New Jersey this weekend. I was like, hi, I'm Kirby from South Carolina. <laughs> 
he's like, with us. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> oh, I really did. I was you so, really. I was you, little you inebriated, and I was like, I'm gonna do it, guys. This is my favorite thing. I've been saying it all weekend. So I walked up, and I'm like, hi, I'm Kirby from South Carolina, and I don't know who you are. And they're like, Kirby. what? Because I think he kind of like, like, I'm sorry, no, I'm Mandy from upstate New York, and everyone's laughing. He's like, I have no idea. Like, he had forgotten the story. So I was like, there we go. First question I asked him on the main panel is like, rate yourself on an asshole scale. And then this year, I really knocked it out of the park with... <laughs> I am a over two. <laughs> so yeah, I have a horrible track record, and I just say oh. it when I get nervous. Um, that's okay. I swear, I am that's, just like sarcastic and that is like a brilliant quality. Um, but yeah, so I found that and I was like, oh, that fucking guy that's always on my screensaver, and it was. Uh, <laughs> guess I'll try it. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the guy from my screensaver. Are well, you, like, Grandma? We watch oh. shows through the PlayStation, and Netflix will put up like the, and it's always right. supernatural. I had no idea what it was, and how I missed it for fifteen <laughs> fucking years because it's like right up my alley. I even went to the theater. I saw my bloody Valentine with my brother, and I was like, "This, this guy, he's got some talent. I'll see him again." And completely forgot about him until wound up in this rabbit hole where I have best friends now that I'm running a fucking half marathon with. I love, like, I just, I I can't remember the last time I found such good people. And it's all because of this fucking show I haven't finished. So, oh yeah, so I was like, it's season seven and I'm scrolling randomly through TikTok because I had just downloaded it to start like author stuff. And it's Cass and right. Dean who are arguably two of the best characters ever written. I just even without my love they of the are. show they are just fantastic from like an interesting literary yes. standpoint and yes. it's the scene and i just my mouth fell open and i ugly cried for like six and a half minutes i was i'm and, so sorry yeah. that you got spoiled for it I'm like that what the f i was ugly cry i am i'm like a kim kardashian of criers and yeah i was a hot mess <laughs> oh my god so i've only watched um i've only watched the ending i've heard not to once um i i've i've, I've been yeah. i've been on multiple rewatches of course but the ending i was only able to do I was only able to do once. Um, I can tell you, though, that when that bullshit fucking uh, Supernatural box came in, where it had the cast in the goddamn goo, the first thing I did was rescue cast from that magnetic fucking goo. What the I fuck? I can't even what the fuck? begin little, to imagine little... what this show was like when it was on the air for like all these people that have been here for that long. Like... I get it. I yeah. don't get it. <laughs> like at the same time, I'm like, how the fuck did yeah. anyone survive? Yeah. yeah. Thank God they did because now they're all my friends. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like I, I ended up um, like halfway. Um, yeah. I watched Supernatural for a long time, and then kind of stopped. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch of life reasons. Yeah. That you and I will get into yeah. eventually. That yeah. don't need to be talking about on this podcast. But um. <laughs> 
I came back to it. I came back to it. And my entire world view, like my um, like my own personal bullshit, I like to um, view things through a, a, a Jungian yeah. lens for the most part um, and apply that to my life for self-growth and, you know, all the bullshit. So <laughs> archetypes yeah. feature hugely in, in, in my world. And um, this show, let me tell you, the monster therapy show, it's um, yeah. too much in my life, to be honest. I don't know what you mean. Um, what's funny is like you know i talked about the horror community on twitter i i did uh an exercise in tim right, wagoner's right. book of like writing in the dark he is a prolific splatterpunk horror writer mm-hmm. uh come to find out he also writes these bad boys yeah so i'm like oh hell yeah <laughs> Yeah, you have them. Yeah, well, look and at he you. Wrote, not yet. Um, have you read them yet? Soon. Like this, this one I didn't know was like a big <laughs> fucking deal either. The Bestiary. He wrote this. The Bestiary. Um, the Bestiary. Hell yeah. He wrote the Bestiary. He wrote the Twitter. Bestiary. Holy yeah, it was shit! Like, I'm like my worlds are colliding. I don't like it. It's weird. <laughs> like I'll have. I, I function over here and over here. Like it's you snack. should not get oh, your chocolate into my peanut butter. butter. Don't do it, man. I'm kind of a little allergic to peanut butter, so you know, this is a very good analogy for supernatural. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then let's analogy. do almond butter then. Almond butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you were talking about Net um, Gallery. Yeah, Net Gallery. So I was on uh, there yesterday and today, and I just I, I had a couple of um, thrillers come in that I wanted to download and just check the timelines just so I know when my deadlines for reviews are. And I decided to search around for poetry. And the first, like, six titles right. are either, like, the one is I just got Courtney Peppernell's book that comes out in August. Um, and then there are, like, three children's books. And then you open the page, I think it was, like, 64 titles. And, like, half of them came out in 2021. Like, there's just... And, and like you know, publishers do not have to put things in that galley, and some of them will come off. But I'm surprised that for the entire category is only 64 titles, and like half of them are already out and have been out, and it just it's, it boggles my mind. And the ones that are new that are most requested are things like Courtney Pepernell or S.K. Williams, or there was one that I was hmm. um, that I read a few months ago. I can't remember the name of the. I'll have to look it up later. But like, it's it's the mainstream things that you'll find at Target. Right. Hmm. Things that make hmm. you go. Hmm. But then, like, <laughs> I stumble down right. um, a random thread and find Kim Adonisio obsessed with Kim Adonisio. Right. Or Ellen Bass. I found Basket of Figs and it was done. That was that was it. Okay, is it is it Bass or Bass? I say Bass. Cause when I, I say Bass? No, but I need to go find an interview. Maybe it's Bass? And find I had to I, like I, I had to Google for uh Lu- oh, shit, I'm gonna Luis. say it wrong because I can't remember how Luke. it was pronounced. Gluk. It's Gluk. It's Louise Gluk. Like, that that was a fun episode. I don't like mispronouncing people's names, but yeah. I do not 
either. Yeah. It's and then I hear them in oh. my head, and I'm like, forever. I've said it wrong a hundred times. I will try. Like if I find out tomorrow, like, I, it's I'm, Alan Bass. <laughs> like I'm sorry, I've only ever read this in my I'm head. Be like Alan Bass. You know what? Alan Bass. <laughs> <laughs> it's fundamentally different. Um, I did sign up for that um, poetry was a seminar with like next week. Yeah. Oh. Yes, the one coming up. Um, I'm so excited yeah. for that. I did too. I did too. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Yeah. I, I mean, went ahead and signed up just in case. But um, I don't know if so much, so many of the different things that could be done, where like Zoom workshops or or this, that, and the other. I yeah, generally I'm not able to participate in. Um, I know. My life is yes. interesting. <laughs> That's why this is always after hours. It totally um, works. And yeah, yeah. But I, but I want to. Yeah, I want to. it really does. It looks really. So I'm excited cool. for that. And um, they have some like workshops and stuff around here. So, like uh, my old poetry professors from grad school, they do workshops sometimes. And there's like a retreat that they do through SUNY Albany every year. And I'm like, maybe I'll actually look into that this year. Um, because I find I'm actually writing a lot more because I was like firmly in editing territory for so long and it's very hard Mm. for me to edit one book and be so involved in my characters' voices. In my last book I had, like Chloe Cates had four points of view and this one was massive edit for my book too. So it started with three different points of view and then I went to from first person to third person and then i went from third person to one universal voice in third person rather than switching perspectives so it's gone through so many edits so i haven't been writing a novel um this is like my first time doing it in months so i was writing more poetry because i needed breaks from all of that um so i feel like now that i have all of these things and i'm like just gonna participate more get back to my roots like this is where i this is where i started this is that's good i I love it i don't need to choose like so often in genre fiction like or in genre writing like you're expected to stay in your lane so like chloe cates was right much bloodier when i first wrote it and they're like it's it's bordering on horror you need to tone it down Yes, it was much really, better. really. Um, I mean, I love the book as it is. It's, it was darker. It, it's great, but I would have, I, I, but I would have taken darker. In, like, the I would have thriller. I had to, I had to take <clears throat> it down. Um, but it seems like right. it's very strange for a genre writer to want to write in poetry or litfic or anything like that. And I still enjoy those things. So. Fuck it. Yeah, the pigeonholing, like the the narrow concepts of what can be done, is is I think maybe maybe that's what we're what we're hitting up against. Not with just <clears throat> like insta poets, but like that broadening concept. Yes. Like there's Agreed. always growing pains, um, and 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 within the the poetry community it especially is. because it is slow yes. to change until it's not. Wham bam. <laughs> like it's and then maybe maybe that's yeah. what we're we're coming up against is this end of the well end mm, manageable ish of the pandemic. Um because I really feel like during the pandemic 
that Instagram style. It, it did. A hundred and ten percent agree with us. The one Courtney Pepernell's book that I just had um, is all about. It, it was all written during the pandemic. So right, of course right, it right. was. Like, well, of course that is having a moment. It was a very. Uh, it was a. It was a time. <laughs> did it change? Did it change the way you wrote or the way you um, approached your was, writing at all? It was I mean, harder it did for me, for me like, to write me at that up. time so, because like, I was um, then homeschooling my preschooler and my kindergartner, and yeah, and well, we were you know on top of each other. We don't have a very big space, so like finding space to I feel you. And then being to have enough energy at the end of a very long day, especially with like the effects of isolation and fear that came with that. Um, yeah. I had a lot of material, but <laughs> <laughs> that that is yeah. the writerly for. Uh, yeah. Uh. And I think that is exactly the right word for it. And even now, like I look at the pictures from that time um when everything first shut down and I'm like, I can't, I can't look at this yet. I'm not ready. Mm-mm. Right. It's just, um, right. Right. at station 11. It's like an apocalyptic, uh, apocalyptic read. And then it follows like a troop of actors who like their only job is to like bring art to the dead world and they perform and they read. And it's like, there are different um, like storylines that go with it and like that arc together, but um, they made it into that a show. Very familiar, but I, yeah, um, that's a why. really good read. I recommend it if you haven't checked it out. Um, but it kind of felt like everybody is afraid, and I can grasp this, you know. Uh, right, so, who are you well, reading right now? Let's see. Kim. Adonisio. Oh, Lord. Say her last name again mm-hmm. for me. Uh, Adonisio. I love her. I will read Adonisio. anything and everything she writes. I am reading The Loose Woman, Sandra Cisneros, um, The House on mm-hmm. Mango Street, which I used to teach. Um, this is not like that. Ooh. This is very a little spicy. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Um, I am about to start. This has been on my TBR for so long. It's called The Troop by Nick Cutter. I've heard it's a survivalist horror. Uh, I heard it will fuck my life up, and I'm so excited to do that. Um, hey, uh, have you have you read? Um, oh, I'm not gonna. Shit, hold on. I gotta look up her name. She has a couple of different pen names that she uses for different um, genres. So I gotta that. look it back up. What else? I just finished Bright Dead Things by Ada Lamone. So good. Uh, this also. It's on my list forever. Jesus Christ, don't fall. Um, in a Dream, You Saw A Way to Survive by Clementine Van Radix. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you could say Clementine is... Their poetry is one of those. so good. And I picked like, this book up. Um, I agree. Barnes Noble. I was just, like, I, I spent, like, an hour just looking at all the titles. And it's actually signed. I couldn't believe it. I fucking love that. Yeah. I fucking love those surprises. Um... I think it's Faudet, Michael Faudet. I picked that up when I was like, I'm going to start reading more of the spicy poetry. And a lot of it is like, put your hands on my knees and read me like a book. 
and it rides the line between the like popular poetry and like depth some of it like i can see like they're it's not like he, he wants to write more i can see it sometimes and like i have i have um experience with that because you want to be marketable and like the whole you want to sell books um so you sometimes have to write for the market which can be frustrating right um but yeah that was okay mira grant by the way mira grant she writes uh sean and mcguire for her horror yeah writes under mira grant the I think one of the more popular ones is the series um, yes. called The Fee. Yes, because... which is something I think you'd be interested in. Yeah, even uh, though it's they like also made that into a show, but, you know, and I've watched. Zombies. Yeah, it's it's British. Um, Did they? Did I miss? I say that with disdain, but no, it's just like I have oh, a yeah. thing where I just can't understand British accents. Like I love Ted Lasso, and even sometimes I just have to sit next no, to no, like, you're you're. <laughs> Well, everybody makes fun of me for it. It's fine. Yes, it is deserved. deserved. I know. Like things deserved. like maps and <laughs> British accents are. All right. So it's it like is. what one o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. for you, right? Yeah. Okay. So I will be a very. Um, <laughs> I would be a better host than I the entire night. And. Um, all right. So, if there's anything you would like to share, um, you're welcome to share it in this portion of the show where we do the sharing of things where we've either written or want to uh, read something that Ooh. someone else has done, um, and we call it uh, educational. And I don't have to worry about copyright according to Joseph. If I had brought my fucking notebook downstairs. <laughs> Let me see if I can. Yeah. Yeah, it would have. I'm not getting not getting a gold star stupid. from me. It's not. I'm sorry. Damn it. Uh, you're, you're just gonna have to live listen, with the, with I the like I already phrase, words of affirmation apparently is a love language so you taking them away from me like hurts me in my core meet my standards meet my standards you gotta you gotta meet me at the same, what the same is, energy level man okay. your favorite poem first thing that comes to your mind not like Oh, okay. The so, oh, right. But mind. the first thing that comes to my mind is not is not fair <laughs> because um, I've already talked about it, and nobody wants to hear me talk about it again. But um, the first thing that comes uh, to mind nice. is Invictus, actually, because I got I got it. Um, love that. I got it tattooed yeah, on me. Did. Uh, that was that. part of a thing for me. So that's the first thing that and comes. The first to mind. thing that comes to my mind is the. Uh, Andrew yes. Cohen um, ghosting. The last thing a ghost wants to do is leave you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yep. let me see if I can bring this up without Xing out of this. Oh, no, I cannot. Oh, good luck. Oh, good luck. Good luck. Can- good luck. <laughs> I'll be here if you can close this out. Jesus. <laughs> Hold on. I'm getting there. That's what am I working on here? I'm holding. Uh, all right i will read you my best, like, the one that i'm working on right now okay i love so this is called work. stitch mm. tentatively 
I've never been good with nature or nurture. A hug cut deeper than the sharpest branch. A kiss was the lion to my turtle heart, emerging slowly only to be eaten alive. I learned to lick my love off a blade, but knew in my bones that my tongue couldn't protect itself from the knife's edge, wouldn't shield against the skin's instinct to split and separate. Survival wasn't only for the fittest, but for me, who failed, me, flattened and flayed flesh bits stitched together with a red thread and broken smile. Thank you. That's good. I never read like it out it. loud. <laughs> to mm. anyone. You Okay. Oh, yeah, you, you want me keep to keep it, it in? Yeah. Like, yeah, real talk. Like, um, okay. I'm breaking okay. out of my boundaries because okay. I'm going to get used to reading it just like I'm used to reading my fiction. Um, and that one was just the image of like nature versus nurture and like i'm not a touchy feely person i don't like oh my phone is dying right (laughs) um and just the idea of that visceral body versus emotion so that's where i'm working on that one i like it i like it so uh mild tangent I've been thinking about okay, so I, I came across another poem or something, and it might have been in in um, decreation, but someone had said that I shake the spear to something, and it made me think that Shakespeare was yeah. a nom de plume because it's literally yeah. that that's what it's saying that i do the same fucking thing where i take a word and i turn it around and i'm like huh, huh, i'm clever so shakespeare in this idea that poetry is a type of protest depending on where you apply it of taking a spear yeah. of existence and creation and so that shakespeare isn't actually like Shakespeare. No, it's that's just another. A, that's a very plume. popular theory. But I love it. I know. I know. It's. I, it's <laughs> I, literary mysteries are my jam. Like you, <laughs> just give it to me. I love all of them. When if when slash when you know what? Yes. No splash. When you visit, I we're gonna have a very interesting time. I I I've really never think been so. to Texas. I've always wanted to go. I know. It's here. So, all right. If you really want to, like, go places, uh, like, I don't drive. It's, it's not, it's not for lack of want, but lack of, uh, uh, instruction and opportunity. I'm Uh, I'm so sorry. I don't need to be And I'm... I'm no, see, I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible host. I should have no, wrapped fine. you up like 45 minutes ago. All right, so we've yeah. done you, who you're reading yes. and what you what you're working on. Fantastic. Um, I'm I'm a good person, <laughs> and I'm gonna say, uh, <laughs> what wrap us up with um, if there's anything else you'd like to say. This now was is a the time terrible experience. And if there's this not, please terrible. tell us where everybody. So bad. I didn't have fun at all. I didn't finish my whiskey. I just didn't laugh half the time. I didn't talk about poetry and writing. No. Um, nope. We talked about nothing. We stared day. at each other and did nothing. It's very boring. For three hours. <laughs> um, no, just keep writing. 
keep writing more of those haikus. I will. When you get stuck, because you. I will. Good. If I'm. I've read. Uh, I've read you. a couple of your other things too, was... and they're also very good. Yeah. Did you no? Keep doing it. <laughs> keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, you too. Even though I haven't read any of your poetry yeah. yet, I've only listened to one. Well, but um, and I've read, and of course, I've read your uh your current book, which um I, I really appreciate to everybody it. who will. I will send you so. an arc when I get uh, it takes monsters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, were you really? Yeah. Oh, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Yes, do it. Ah, I will. That's yeah. amazing. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So again, so everybody knows where to find you, and nobody has any guesses because I'm pretty sure nobody actually <laughs> reads my notes. I put a lot of work into them, folks. Read the fucking I'm notes. Very yeah. fucking funny. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, where are you? Where are I'm you? Tell Twitter. you where, where can everybody find at- you? Writer AC McHugh. Twitter. I am on Instagram at AC McHugh Writer and my website MandyMcHugh.com. Mm-hmm. Mandy McHugh. That's the one thing I don't have set yeah. up. And I'll put everything there, I promise. You'll find everything in the notes, folks, if you have a hard time, if you have a auditory processing issue like me. Uh, it's down there. Please it's down there in the notes. Please read, read the it. fucking notes. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> read the fucking notes. Read the fucking notes. And oh, hey, would you be interested in contributing yes. to the zine? Of course I would. That I'm putting out Absolutely. at the end of the year. Yes. Anything you would like to con- include, it can cool. be prose, it can be poetry. Um yeah, it's just a, a collection of hey, this is everybody that uh, I've talked yeah. to and this is Sign what we've done in the year. I'll write so. you a sonnet. Yeah. Awesome. A sonnet? Are you going to put everything in a nice little block, 14 line yeah, promise? I promise. Yeah. I love I am pentameter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, show me show me your oh, I am. Jesus Christ, show are me. you kidding? It's 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um... Well, it's just, it's the most it's natural really way that the voice blows, so. It's really but not. I love reading it, and. <laughs> you can always text me your I am at I'm like 2 o'clock in the up. morning with a you up. <laughs> you up. You're going to get you up. You up, you, you up, up, you up, you up, you up. You up. You that is an incredibly niche joke. That all I love it here. Oh, oh, that was... All right, I'm responsible, Mandy. You are too. Uh, Thank you awesome. for having me. Up. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yes. I'm so glad you've been on. And um. Hey, would you be interested in coming Absolutely. back in about a year-ish? Yeah. Okay. Yeah? Awesome. That's I don't fine. know how I'm going to schedule it yet, but I'm but I'm going to beautiful mind it. And I'll we can figure it out together. <laughs> oh, that is so oh. Alright. Folks, you have a great night. Um, we I hope you've had a good did. time, because we certainly have. And, um... 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll Thank catch you, you next time. <laughs>